Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Gordon tells us about an unwelcome encounter with his dead father-in-law. And Lori tells us about a dead logger who looked for his wife and daughter for years after his death until she helped him find peace. Then there's Victoria, who shares her story of a long-dead pig, Edna June, who still watches over her ranch. Did you know a cafe in Anchorage, Alaska is haunted by the ghost of a woman who was blown to bits by a hired hitman? Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. These are just a few of the stories you will hear, and these stories just keep coming. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers. Rosella C. Rowe joins us for a third time to talk about her experience at a Victorian house. Rosella is a ghost hunter of the Tri-C Group in Ohio and paranormal thriller author of 2095, which is based off a true story. Rosella lives in Ohio and is the writer of the well-known blog, My Haunted Travel Blog. Rosella has years of ghost hunting and investigation experience in the paranormal field, traveling around the U.S. to the most haunted historic locations and writing about them in her blog. She prides herself on telling the real story and truth regarding her experiences with spirits encountered at historic locations, as well as the legends that surround the entity. Well, I don't know if you're just a glutton for punishment, Rosella, or if we just enjoy being together, but they welcome back for a third time. Thank you. <laughs> today, today we get to, I'm really excited about hearing about the Victorian house you've had a couple of investigations on right now. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to turn this over to you and let you tell us, and I'll ask questions if any come up. Okay. Um, well, I kind of had a, a calling to the house. Um, I saw an ad for it, believe it or not, on Facebook, like scrolling through one of the paranormal pages mm -hmm. that I'm in a group, up, uh, like basically in. And then I was like, oh, this place is awesome. We gotta, you know, we gotta go. And then none of my friends could really kind of get together and go, except for Evan, my friend, who is also in the, the Ghost Hunter group. He goes with me to a, a few things because with COVID and stuff, he's out of work right now. So it's really convenient. So he's able to go with me during the week. So I went last, actually now, uh, two Tuesdays ago for the first time. I drove up there about three hours away, but I really fell in love with just the house. It's, it's gorgeous. Man, the architecture is amazing. But the, this beautiful Victorian house that it has like a basement and it also has three floors on top of that. So it, it's a very tall space, even though it looks kind of narrow. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's got a lot of space in it. And the architect 
I don't know who it is yet. I have to find out, but he did the most amazing job. I mean, there's parlors, sitting, two sitting parlors just in the downstairs and everything has a fireplace. It's just gorgeous. Even the, the master bedroom basically is like kind of like an, uh, a half octagon that the bed is just like pushed in the middle of like just all these windows surrounding it. Mm. It's just so amazing and beautiful. They have, they have a lot of space. So the, the house was built by the Mr. Brightman basically in 19, I think it's 1909, but I'm not positive on that yet. I'm still doing some research. And then he moved, he only lived there for about six years with his family where he had ten boys. And I think that they actually, they even were grandparents to some other, these other two children he used to come visit them all the time enough that they had a nursery for them and that they played there during the days and stuff. And they lived in the house next door because they built a house next door for that family. That one is also haunted as well, but it is like a just an office space building used for that. So you can kind of sense that they're coming back and forth in a way. It's interesting. But yeah, the building has so much history. So yeah, like the Brightmans used it. They had it, like built it. They lived there for a couple of years. Then they moved to California because his business got so booming, he ran out of like space. He needed a bigger warehouse. And for some reason he went all the way to California, which I don't still know reason, the real reason why yet. Like, why would you go to California from Ohio? But they moved and then it became a sanitarium basically for um, recovering alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And then that didn't last very long. That was like a few years. I, mean, I think it was like really three years time. And then, Miss, uh, was it, well, I, I forget her last name, but Lena is what they call her. She uh, married three times, not living there with all of them, at, like all three of them. The last husband for sure did live with her and he was an inventor and he used a basement as his invention space. Mm-hmm. And he even had kind of like a, what we would kind of describe today as like a shed or a garage or something to do his experiments in out back and he blew that up (laughs) (laughs) great (laughs) i think it's funny i'm like i can totally see like how that would go very well after that (laughs) he's interesting he actually invented the tilt on the steering wheels of our cars wow (laughs) i had no idea that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah and when was what year was this do you know when he was I don't know yet. Still kind of gathering a lot. There's so much history and so much on this house. I mean, it's it's crazy. Usually I'm like, oh, okay, the major fact getter, but there's just so much mm-hmm. that I couldn't even take it in fast enough. Wow. So I'm kind of just giving you a little gist because we'd be here for like five years. And we can't um, do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a lot. But um, <laughs> basically when people, yeah. When people go, it is open during the week. Like it's open, I think, Tuesday through um, no, I'm sorry. Actually, that's normal hours now because of COVID. It's only open on the weekends from one to four, mm-hmm. um, Saturday and Sunday. But normally it was open from like one to four, Tuesday through like Sunday or something. It's in Amish country, in the heart of Amish country, in Millersburg, oh. Ohio. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of residents in that house. Uh, they call them residents. They're the people who then used to live there. So the Brightmans are there, mm-hmm. all of them. For sure, Lena and her third husband, who then she divorced because he was using all of her money for all these experiments. <laughs> and she got mad and she finally divorced him and kicked him out. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So she ended up alone. And then we just found out from my last visit, which was this past Tuesday, 
that she had a tenant that she rented a room to because i was in there and they call it the maid's room it's on the very top floor where the brightmans had their maid like reside with them and they knew it was haunted but they thought it was haunted by her however i kept saying i'm sorry but i might not know everything but i just kind of keep feeling that this is like not not a older type maid because this maid was like in her 60s and i'm like i'm kind of getting like this young feeling uh, but you get really um like a fight or flight mode when you're in there mm-hmm. like your blood starts racing your heart is going crazy and there's nothing happening but you feel like the building's on fire and you gotta escape really? there's no way out right it's crazy yeah. and there's a sitting area that's locked up they use it kind of more as a closetish room now like storage but when they open that up and let me in it gets more intense actually the volunteer harry he brought me in there and he's you know without telling me how he was feeling um, and this is the second time I was there. He goes, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I just feel like I want to jump out a window because there's like the buildings on fire and I don't know why. It was so extreme. And then all of a sudden I just turn, not even like I was going to turn around, start kind of going out the door because we agreed to, to go. And then all of a sudden it was gone. I hadn't even turned even halfway yet. I just mm. started to turn. And then I turned back and I was like, it's gone. Like, how can a rush of fight or flight kind of feeling just just be gone and disappear in your body? Wow. So that was the craziest experience I've had. Well, I wouldn't say in the house because it gets more extreme. So like during the first inv- investigation, I went and I talked to the entire volunteer staff. They're called the, the Ghost Guild. <laughs> and they're really sweet, nice people. Most of them retired. I think there's really just one who's a little bit younger than me named Melissa and the rest of them are retired people but they love the house they told me all their experiences and i couldn't write them down fast enough finally i just had to get out my recorder and like i'm recording you guys everybody who comes into this house especially during their events even comes up to them telling them that they've seen these people or seen these crazy things they believe that it's like a hologram and they don't believe the staff when they tell them that there's no holograms Things like that. Oh, and this one woman said, I stuck my hand through this woman who was dressed up in a ball outfit in the ballroom upstairs, and yet there was no one up there but her and her husband. Mm. He said she stuck her hand through her. Wow. She thought she was a hologram. So she was really mad when the staff was telling her there was no holograms. (laughs) (laughs) She was like going around the whole room, apparently, really upset about this, telling everybody they're lying. And they're like, no, we can't afford those. So we're not lying. They're volunteers. We have no money. But yeah, so the Historical Society owns it. They run it. So they do tours during the days. And then you can book a paranormal tour, like, you know, at night or day. I'm a person who investigates during the day. So I was really happy to do a day investigation. And they took me in. I kind of wasn't getting anything. I just felt like there's something in here, but I'm feeling like it doesn't want me to know that even though that didn't really make sense. I, I've heard of people saying that kind of, they feel like a little blocked. And I was like, that must be like up with me. They just, don't, they don't want me to know that I can sense them because usually I'll come in and I can feel presences. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I might not know even who they are or anything, but I could know where maybe in a room possibly, or if it's male or female, mm-hmm. those are my sensitive gifts. I think for being raised in a haunted house, I just well, feel- yeah, that would do it. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I'm not feeling anything. And you guys are saying this is the most haunted place on earth. So I'm, I'm just not understanding why. Well, we sat down and with this volunteer, Paul, 
who, who basically they claimed that he is really loved by the children ghost in the nursery. I started talking to them. By day, I'm a substitute teacher for autistic children. So I started getting children's books out on my phone, only my phone, because that's the only thing I had. And I started talking to them, you know, reciting children's books that I had memorized. They loved it. The EMF reader went crazy. And until that, we got nothing. So I was like, yeah, it's definitely got to get to know you and then we'll come out. They were sensing us out, you know, are you good or bad? Because they knew our intention was to get action. Then I started showing them pictures of like my children. I'm like, well, if you come look over here, I'm going to show you these things. This is a device. It's my screen. You can see images. And then I started playing them videos of my daughter singing and stuff because I had all these saved videos. They loved it. I brought up Lake Erie. That came up of a book that I like, and they went crazy over Lake Erie, and, which becomes a connection later. Basically, I left, and I was like, I'm going to come back next Tuesday, which I can't believe I was going to do. Mm -hmm. How strong of a feeling I had at this house. And I brought my daughter. So this was last Tuesday. Now it's Friday. I brought her up, and I was going to use her as a trigger object kind of thing to see, because they say that children sometimes see the children. Mm -hmm. and. She brought her ponies and her Barbies and she's, she was literally playing and interacting with them. And then we got it all on video where she would ask a question to the little girl ghost. And then the little girl ghost would answer back. Paul had these, those rods with him. They would cross and stuff for yes. And like, it would say no, yes, no, yes, no to everything she asked. I mean, like on cue. Mm -hmm. And he also lit up my EMF reader too. Then the mother started kind of coming out, everybody was saying, because they're, they're really, they're mediums, and they knew I could feel presences, and I can usually feel like some kind of age bracket, so I knew that it must be the mother, and she came out, and then the little boy goes too, who I'm, I'm not sure, I think he is a twin, but he came out as well, and they were playing like crazy, we were up there for probably two hours. Wow. Yeah, and then my daughter goes, she grabbed my EMF reader and she goes, come with me. And she ran around, I'm seriously, the entire house, not a fear in her mind at all, which I was shocked about. She just was like, follow me. And the, then every time she would say, are you still here? The ghost would light it up. Oh, so interesting. She was there. Well, I said, I have a feeling that we should really go to the parlor. I'm like, cause there is two parlors, but I'm like, I think that I really feel like strongly that there's some kind of Thing that's going to happen in the parlor well we went down there and we sat there and then all of a sudden like lena comes through then the the last owner the children were the are the brightman children that we were interacting with before upstairs so now this is lena the last resident who died and the house is in her care right and she she's the one who had the husband who invented the tilted steering wheel and then divorced <laughs> and kicked him out so she was talking from what people were kind of telling me i actually thought that this is going to be a really moody woman older and moody like not putting up with anything and grouchy and she was the most pleasant person answering all of our questions she would light up my emf reader she would do the rods that paul was holding and they say the volunteers that had me there because there was three of them they're like this happens every day we could walk here and here and every day this is what would happen hmm. for them and wow. i'm like what so I told her my intention was to uh, write about the house and I love it, it's gorgeous. And I really hope that she's okay with that, asking permission and she was all for it, which made me really happy and feel like I've kind of fit in with the group. Then all of a sudden my uncle comes through 
out of nowhere. And he's talking to me. Then all of a sudden another family member comes through and then Ashley came through and another family member. And it was like, what the heck? And I turned to Harry, who's the volunteers I'm talking to a lot. I was like, what the heck? This is crazy. I'm like crying, really emotional from the things that they're saying to me. He goes, this is just another day. This happens every day to us. So according to Harry, his mother and father follow him around this house only when he's there. Wow. Um, They're always with him. And they actually did show up when we were playing with the little girl ghost. And what happened was... I forgot about this because they they literally like it's like the brightmans all backed completely up like it's like they respected hey someone else is trying to come through for you we love you so we're letting them in and mm-hmm. all of a sudden his parents were talking and then the brightmans were completely gone wow and that that's definitely what was happening with me like they were just lining up i i think i could have stayed there all day and more people would have kept coming that's it really was, amazing yeah, I'm like, holy, we weren't having a seance or anything. I mean, we were just sitting there chatting. And it's like, oh, hey, is blah, blah, blah with us? And then we find out it was somebody else. And it's like, what? But, and Paul is a medium, and he's a fantastic medium. He's the best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he would tell me, you know, like, this is what they're doing or they're laughing. At one point, actually a few points, but especially this one very emotional scene, he said it felt like they were being ripped out of his hands because they were so tensionate on the rods trying to express how much they loved me almost like they were hugging me through the rods and he was like oh my god this is so intense like he could hardly hold them and then they flew right out of his hands wow (laughs) i keep saying wow but i mean you know it's like this is amazing experience you had it's just insane it is to them it's every day wow so i'm going back to 23rd And my mission is, see, I went in here just to write a blog, and I just felt a very strong calling to the house. And you even actually were the one who said, you are being called to this house when I texted you that one time. Right, right. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know what this is about. This is something that I'm going to let God show me, always believing that everything happens for a reason. So I'm like, I'm just gonna show up, do my part, and let everybody else do theirs and let it happen. And I'll see eventually. It's a journey. And I feel like I'm meant to be on this journey. And I love the people, they're so sweet to me. They call me, like gosh, Harry almost calls me every day or I call him and he updates me on stuff. Actually, my daughter too, Emma, I forgot to say this, when we walked in, she goes, there's a Millie here. And this was in the other house that we were next door that they used as office space. We met over there kind of dumped our equipment and we're talking for a minute. She goes, there's a Millie here and she's eight years old. So it turns out, because later I went up to the maid's room and they're like, well, this is the maid's room. And I'm like, this is not a maid. I keep feeling this is a younger person. Turns out after research, Harry called me yesterday and he goes, Millie was the person that lived in that room that she rented the room that Lena rented the room to. So my daughter picked it up. Wow. that is So she's she's got some medium abilities of her own, doesn't she? Something's going on with her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I usually don't get names as much at all, but I always will, can't, I can be, okay, I can walk by a building and be like, ooh, something's in there, you know? <laughs> She's, yeah, that, that's a step further than me. Uh, she did really good by do, doing that, and she wasn't afraid to tell me. And she cries when she kind of, like, she doesn't, like, cry, like, emotionally, but she tears up 
when she's telling me. So I know that she's experiencing something like that's mm -hmm. getting her that emotional mm -hmm. to tell mommy that that's going on. And oh, okay. And I didn't want to react positive or negative. I just listened to her. I told them we all wrote the names down and then we kind of continued on. And I just, you know, like held on to her while I was writing and taking my notes. So I just was like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. This experience was amazing. I'm going to be writing a book. What I, my mission is, is to write a chapter on the history of the house, which is going to be hard for me because there's so much history. Just kind of do a simplified thing. And then I'm going to interview once a month the volunteers, like one person at a time each month until I get through all the volunteers and each volunteer will have a chapter. And then my experiences also will be a chapter. Oh, that'll so, be really good. That's my plan. And actually too, I also plan to put people who come in the house, people who are tourists, people who attend the events. I plan to put their experiences and comments in there too, like without names. But hey, like this woman had this experience, this person had this, and what it meant to them and how they reacted to it and the staff afterwards, how they found out from person that they had an experience, that kind of thing. But I also will be for Halloween. I started a new podcast and I'm going to be doing a podcast there for Halloween for their ghost walk. And I'm also their lead investigator. Oh, fun. Oh, what fun. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, like there's so much more. I know on this journey that I have to experience, but these people, they come and they feel this house, these volunteers that this house is theirs. Evan was lying on the floor, said that he could fall asleep. He felt so peaceful and comfortable. Like this, this house just invites you in. Like, okay, come here. I'm gonna give you a peaceful little hug and we're <laughs> all gonna be okay. It's just such a, a really, well, I guess almost a heavenly place. Oh. And by the way, the people who did come through said there was a portal in this house. That was going to be my question because so many people were coming in. Right. So I said that too. And then they said, yes, but it doesn't really matter. If you want that person, if that person means something to you or you're thinking of that person, that they'll come through. Well, that's, that's really interesting. That's a heck of a portal. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's so crazy. I've yeah. had a lot of experiences before, like now seeing shadow people, seeing stuff in my own home that was a shadow person, mm -hmm. and all the things that I saw too growing up in the extremely haunted house. But this is such a peaceful haunting. It's not, there's no menace, being energy or doing any harm to you or scare. Mm -hmm. It's just hey, you know, we're all at peace. Let's all love each other, embrace each other, lift each other up and have some fun. Mm -hmm. And we're just here. They don't mm -hmm. know time either. They said they don't know time. Mm -hmm. We're just here. Mm -hmm. It's the past, the present, the future. It doesn't matter. There's, they're just there. Right. And it, so it's very interesting, all the things that I'm getting. I mean, and they call it the house of EVPs. Uh, apparently one paranormal team went in there and got 109 EVPs in four hours. Wow. Did you, did you get EVPs? No? No, which is weird. I haven't, but for me, they really have interacted then with the rods and the um, EMF reader. Mm -hmm. But it could be because we, we don't need it as much because I think that we can sense presences and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I am a less is more equipment person. Some people love all that stuff and the gadget. <laughs> I hate technology. So I'm like, nah, I'm cool. Like, <laughs> I know I, go in, I want the experience. You know, yeah. If I'm looking through a screen, I'm not going to take it all in, you know, mm -hmm. or that makes sense. I fear missing something. Mm -hmm. 
Right, and there's also a cat too that everybody says they see a cat. And my daughter was, we were on the third floor and going about to walk down and the adults were kind of talking. She was looking down the hallway and she said that she saw an outline. And this is funny, like just an outline of a chubby cat walking down the stairs. <laughs> and she looks at us, she goes, you guys, you see that? You guys, and I'm like, I, no, I did not. Oh. So I'm like, okay, you know, if you, and, and people say that they see cats. And if you show them cat pictures, these kid ghosts, they go crazy. They love cats. <laughs> That's so, pretty cool. Very interesting. I mean, this house is, is a gem. It is like a very hidden, paranormal, heavenly gem that people really like that these people take good care of it. They don't like provoking. Like they said that one paranormal group came in and said, if you don't answer me, because if they don't like you, they, they'll go, they'll just hide. They won't come out and talk with you and do stuff like they were kind of doing, you know, like with me, I think they were testing me. Mm-hmm. but. This paranormal group said, apparently a male said, we'll burn down your house if you don't talk to us. And oh my gosh. Yeah, so Mark, the director, stepped in. And he goes, oh, none of that. There's a door. So they take good care of the house. They don't ever want the people, the spirits who are in it to feel bad in any kind of way. They're very, de- you know, very defensive for them. Mm-hmm. And that is what I really appreciate. And they all have these overwhelming stories. I mean, Mark, the director, I'm interviewing him then, yeah, like um, the 23rd. Mm-hmm. It's like a five hour interview. He uh-huh. has been there for 19 years. Wow. So he's seen the most stuff and he has um, interesting stories. And some are actually scary stories that uh-huh. he's had people behind him just like crazy terrified. And they're like, don't stay, take a step further. And he's like, eh, it's okay. because he knows there's really nothing to fear in them like Mm -hmm. they won't hurt me Mm that i take care of them they'll take care of me Mm -hmm. it's just such a beautiful thing uh uh, just so rare in this Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. everybody's so selfish and 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 just like oh i just want this for me or move that get it get something awesome for the camera so we can terrify our viewers they're not for that i'm so glad to hear that because yeah people love to do the drama and the fear i hate that no, I don't. I don't like that stuff either. It's just ridiculous, in my opinion, because that's just calling out anything bad you can. And you know, if you can do what you're doing, have a peaceful experience. That's a wonderful thing to share. And I just like to tell their stories. And I was honest with them. I got really emotional for, and it's like the first time I've ever gotten emotional during an investigation where I was actually crying because I knew they let me in, and, and suddenly I could feel them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, now. I know you guys were blocking me to test me out. And as soon as I put my intentions out there, like, hey, I'm here to write about you. I want to tell your story. I want people to learn lessons from your life to make themselves better. And they grow as a better person and being in spirit themselves. And then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, and they just were like, pop, 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 pop. And I'm like, oh, there they all are. (laughs) I was just, I just felt so welcomed because they did do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't just let anybody in. They they let me in. And because they let those other people who've now become my good friends in, I feel very special because they're special. Their experiences are very special. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, some people don't have one experience, but these people have it continuously, you know? Right, right. And, and yeah. I was going to ask you, because some people may not know who Ashley is, and you know she came through to you here. Right. So, 
Ashley, I remember, you know, was your friend who passed away. Yeah, so I met her at the Crescent Hotel right. in Arkansas on a whim, basically going there and uh, driving 10 hours to get there and write a story. And you know, basically I wouldn't have met her unless I put, because I pushed my way into this uh, other session that was an earlier session of, of a ghost tour. Right. And I was meant to do the other session. So it was all a miracle that I got to know her. And then six days later, I got the flu or COVID, which I believe is what I really had because the same symptoms and they didn't know what it was back then. Right. But I got really, really sick this at the same exact time. She had a massive heart attack at the age of 47 and died in her sleep. Yes. And I was the last one to talk with her uh-huh. um, via text. And she came through at the house telling me that she was my guardian angel and that's why we met. Aww, and yeah. I'm always a person who believes that everything will happen for a reason and I just couldn't, through my grief and anger of God taking her away from me in a way, like just why does this have to happen to me? Why did I meet you? And then six days later, I have this best friend in the whole world and you're gone. That's how rapidly fast our relationship like just became because we just we loved each other we we agreed with each other with everything like i could finish her sentences she could mine and we had all this in common she loved the paranormal she sent me all these videos and everything from that from that tour group and everything and then all of a sudden she's just gone and yeah so all this time later i'm waiting and i'm waiting and like there's got to be some kind of reason she's the one who came through and she said that she was meant to meet me because God had assigned her basically to be my guardian angel. Aw, so, that is so cool. I'm still, you know, in shock over it still mm-hmm. a little. And like Harry, one of the uh, the volunteers who witnessed the whole thing, and by the way, taped it, he said, it's gonna take you a while to even decipher your experiences because once this happens to you the first time he's like been there done that and every time he's like it doesn't stop every time you come in there'll be somebody like from now on that is going to try to show you the way of something and they they're there to help you in your life's current woes and it's just really positive because right now too we all need that so we all do need that positive some way, somehow, either a best friend or how you're experiencing it yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love the house. I mean, I definitely, you were right with the word calling. It was calling me and I think it, you know, it still is. I've been home a few days and I'm still like, why am I here? I should be sitting in this house. Like, <laughs> that's how strong it is because they're just, they're such friendly, welcoming people. It's kind of like visiting your grandparents without getting cookies. It's like... <laughs> You just want to go there because you're like, oh, this is like, you know, it's my safe zone away uh-huh. from the world. Uh-huh. Even though you hear the cars like zooming by because it's kind of off a main road too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm still sitting there like, wow, I could fall asleep too in this like this space. I mean, it's just so, so peaceful and trusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it's just a, a very miracle, miracle place. Just still can't believe like, is this earth? Like... <laughs> am I, how am I this privileged to get this? You know, what did I do well? Because I got to keep doing it. Yeah, it's it's a really beautiful place, but it's the, called the Victorian House Museum. Okay. And you can basically, like, if you go on their Facebook, you can reach them there. Or I would suggest calling uh-huh. because they reply faster 
like I said, they're kind of older individuals. And so it takes them a little bit with the technology, but they will get back to you if you call them. Mm -hmm. And you can set up a time to go in and have your own paranormal experience. So if anybody's in that area in Ohio, they could do this. Yeah, or heck, if you're willing to travel, I think it's definitely worth it. I, I go off every week. I drive three hours there and three hours back. And yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> There's some kind of reason behind it. There, you know, sometimes we just don't know until yeah we get in there. I know, right? I know you're going to go again. You said on the 23rd. It doesn't sound like you're going to give up going there anytime soon. No, I, I um, definitely. I think this is going to be a part of my life. I mean. I've even asked him, like, I know that I'm all the way here. You know, like I'm three hours away and the house is three hours away. I'm very well aware from driving it, but I even asked to be a, a part, a member of their ghost guild because I really believe in what they do. And you know what? It's so hard to find people who, who have respect, who have the morals for those and respect for those spirits mm -hmm. because of the t of TV, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything's just drama, Hollywood, and fake evidence. Mm -hmm. And that's why there are people, who too, who don't believe evidence because of those people. And they are, they're just the most beautiful group of people that all feel the same way, all respect, and would do anything, save or help that house. Mm -hmm. they're, they're so sweet. So I'm like, I don't care if I'm three hours away. I I'm a part of you guys, even if you say that you, you're not gonna let me in, I'll fight you until I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be a part of this house. I love it. And when I brought that, I, the, the idea was mine to write the book because there was so much information mm -hmm. that I'm like, I have to write a book out of respect for the history of the house. Mm -hmm. um, and to respect all them as volunteers, to give basically their experience out to the world Mm -hmm. So people have hope. And I just, I could write just like one blog about it, but it's, it's just not enough to me. Right. Going in, and every time, you know, I'll go or they say they go, their mind is blown by something that adds up later. Like, mm -hmm. like that, it was Millie, the name. Or mm -hmm. my daughter got the name. And he's mm -hmm. like, that happens all the time. Like mm -hmm. we find something out new every time somebody comes in here and has an experience like that. They are so eager to find the next puzzle piece and themselves that they're like yeah and they feel like that's their home that's wonderful i really really appreciate you sharing all this today that is just really astounding I, i've never heard a story like the one you've told about a I haunting i, I can't have. believe all these things are you know i can't believe ashley happened to me now i can't believe this is happening to me and i do have several other experiences to definitely come because I'm I'm pretty much doing two investigations a week. 2095 is ready to go. I'm just deciding what to do with it. And, and then basically uh, 911 emergency, my second mm -hmm. thriller, I'm seven chapters in, I haven't finished. Plus, uh -huh. I want to do a chapter a month basically on these people. And then the blog and the new podcast, two investigations a week. So I'm a crazy person, but <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, yes, but you're an interesting person. <laughs> Yeah, because you're so crazy. You're doing so much. <laughs> I know. Like people will talk to me now. I'll be like, okay, I have to like, you know, organize all my experiences. Like, cause most people have one. I've had like so many things happen. So I'm still a gog at, at myself. Like you're like, oh, okay. I started here and now I have 20,000 things that happened. Like in between, <laughs> this can't be real, you know? But yeah, so I, I trust you. Like, I don't really emphasize. I don't lie. I don't make things up, dramatize anything. I don't need to. Right. I think that 
the spirits know I'm sincere. I walk in, I tell them the, the reasons that I'm there. And I get so much because I think I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I, I lay my heart out there. My heart's always on my sleeve as a person living my life. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they understand that. I think mm-hmm. they appreciate that. So if everybody else did that too, I think that they'd have more even spirituality in their life. You know? Right, right. I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of hard hearts going on around here. But, you know, this kind of a podcast, I hope, helps to some people to remember there is still good. Even on the well, other, you know, and on the other side, there's good. So. Right, you know. right. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to have us shut this down, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we will do another one at some point, I hope, because I know you're going to be going back and you have, and the one in October sounds really fun. Yes. Yeah. And I'll then you're going back to the Crescent to Hotel. Oh my gosh. So. Yeah. So the Crescent Hotel is the first weekend of January, the ESP weekend at the Crescent Hotel. And you can find their website under um, um, the most haunted hotel in America. Dot com. Really, <laughs> yeah, dot com. They are for sure. I, I can tell you. And Torian House, best thing to do is probably um, look up their information and then give them a call. Right. Um, and Mark is a director and talk with him and he can arrange your tour. Great. Okay. So what I want you to do before we end this podcast is I want you to give us your haunted blog. I want you to go ahead and give that out your URL for that. And also, you have a podcast that you've started, and I would like you to give us the name and the address for that so people can go listen to it. Okay. MyHauntedTravelBlog.blogspot.com is my blog, and it is called My Haunted Travel Blog. And yes, my name is Rosella C. Rao, and my new podcast, I wanted it to not be my name, but it is signed like that. It's on Anchor. Uh Uh-huh. so it's on anchor.fm. Then backslash Rosella C. Rao. And it's called a Haunting Good Time radio show. Great. I want people to be able to go listen to that because I know it will be really good. Yeah, and- I mean, it's a, I interview people basically who've had paranormal experiences that change their life and make them grow for the better mm-hmm. and what lessons that they've learned from it mm-hmm. and how they think that it's helped them. Mm-hmm. So it's a different, it's a different twist of people who have paranormal experiences really love that part. But then I also want to get them to learn a little something so Mm -hmm. they grow as a person. Positive is good. (laughs) Yeah. We need all we can get in this uh, 2020. I agree. I agree. (laughs) I agree. What a year we've had. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say that this does conclude today's podcast and I just want to thank you so much for sharing again, Rosella. Your stories are always so great. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, go to maryannpoll.com and or authormasterminds.com forward slash M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-P-O-L-L. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you.